0: everyone. Welcome back to our Portuguese table. I'm Maria Lawton. And I'm Angela Simoz. Hi, Angela. And today we have uh, a really nice podcast in mind, don't we? I think so. Talking about our mothers is always a nice thing. It is a nice thing. And it's Mother's Day, it's springtime, and all those wonderful things. And and a lot of memories we're going to share here
1: yeah so, so we're you know we're so used to laughing a lot on our podcast. I'm anticipating a little choke getting us choked up
0: I, I'm gonna try my hardest <laughs> not to i am i'm gonna try you know it's any time I talk about my mom. it just it yeah it, it's oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's still close to my heart, and I miss her every day and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a hard thing to talk about sometimes, but but you know, it's important to talk about too because um, I was very lucky that I had a, a beautiful, wonderful mom and dad. I was very lucky to have wonderful parents and grandparents, and and I think that's why I I I do get choked up every time I talk about them, and, and why um, you turn out to be a wonderful person. Yeah. <laughs> Although sometimes, you know, my mom would beg to differ on some days. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs>
1: well, I think all of our closest family members would say, oh, yeah, you live with her. And then yeah. you tell me how great she is.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, it's funny. We were talking about how we were going to talk about Mother's Day. And and you said, well, were there was there any really traditions for Mother's Day? And I'm like, uh, moms are in the kitchen cooking? I mean, that's that's all I could... I don't know. Is there a traditions? Not that I could find. In fact, I
1: just did, you know, some Google searching and so nothing really scientific. But it seems that the, while the Greeks and, and you know, honoring the mother goddess has been around for a long time, the modern day Mother's Day... Was actually started in the late 1800s, early 1900s by an American woman named Anna Jarvis. And even if you look up like history of Dia das Mães in Portugal, it references Anna Jarvis. So I'm thinking that the Mother's Day as we currently celebrate it is truly an American holiday that just made its way into other countries. And
0: because I understand with the day, or I should say the month of May. I know in Portugal is, you the know, Mary, right? The, the month of Mary, which yes. is the mother of right. Christ, as we all know, we're not going to go into religious education here, folks. But <laughs> it's just, you know, we know that because obviously, Portugal is such a, a hugely Catholic populated, um, you know, I think, with a very small minority of Protestants, and very small minority of Jews, you've got the majority is all Catholic. so in for the month of of May, it is you're right. it's mm-hmm. it's that day, it's that whole month of Mary. So there is a lot of religious part of of the month of May, and I think now they do celebrate the day uh dia de they do have that um and I think it's the week before our week, if I'm not mistaken. It's not on the same time in May as us for Mother's Day.
1: No, it's not. In fact, I think I may have it up here. Let me just, or maybe I can Yeah. It. It's, anyway, yeah, no, it's, and there's, um, actually, diff- it's different days in lots of different
0: countries. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, for Mother's Day at my home, I mean, I don't think we did anything. Well, first of all, my mom would always want to go out to eat. If we were going to take her out to eat, she would love to go out to eat. Just, she always did. She always enjoyed that. Whereas my dad did not. He did not like to go out to eat. He would always say, My mom could make better meals than he could find anywhere else. <laughs>
1: So, in honor of how well you cook, you get to make us another meal. Yes,
0: and we get to enjoy it <laughs> even more. So, uh, but so as we got older, and we could say, okay, mom. So we would take her out for Mother's Day, like mm-hmm. the weekend before the week of, or leading up until right. um, you know Mother's Day, because Mother's Day has always been a crazy restaurant kind of day around. It is
1: insane. Yeah, it is. My mother-in-law always loved to go to um, or loves. We don't not that she's not here anymore. She, we just don't go anymore to brunch at different okay. places, and the brunch lines are just insane. And so we started saying, you know what, I'll make you brunch at home <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> or something exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then again, as again as we get even older, so we would take her out, and then it would be you know Mother's Day, and we would all come over and you know, spend the day with her even more than we would, you know, on a regular Sunday, because Sunday was always, uh, you know, dia de visitas. You always have to make your visitas. At least this is right. how it was, you know, when they were still alive and, and with us. This is what you would do. And yeah. if my grand- my with my grandmother alive, well, now it was my mom taking care of her mom and making sure she had something. And then, so it was, it, but there was no like tradition per se.
1: Right. Yeah, Yeah. there was. Yeah. Well, and again, the only tradition I saw was in the American version where the woman who founded it, it was because of her mother and her mother loved white carnations. So that was traditionally the flower that you would give your mom. The white carnations. Well, actually, it did say that pink or red you gave to your mother if she was living and then white carnations were displayed if your mother had passed away. So oh, I never knew that. I didn't know that either. yeah so I don't want to get into a big history about Mother's Day but what I thought was really funny is the woman who founded Mother's Day Anna Jarvis, she, you know she went through this big letter writing campaign to Congress to get this holiday established, uh, you know a federal holiday established honoring mothers and then about 10 years later she was so disgusted with the, the, how commercialized the holiday had become with right. like reading cars and everything like that that she spent the rest of her life trying to get it off the books like no cancel mother's day right yeah oh my goodness isn't that funny i used to get hilarious
0: <laughs> well we didn't so. celebrate the way she wanted it so no, forget oh, exactly. it
1: <laughs> but you know what i still think it's a great way to it's a you know it's a great point in time to remind yourself that if you haven't told your mom i love you or thank you and right. you know tell her how much you appreciate her even if she drives you crazy you know, to do that because you only have one mom, you know?
0: You only have one mom. Yep,
1: so absolutely. I was going to ask you, Maria, I know that your mom was a, a great cook. And mm-hmm. you've asked lots of chefs on our show so far. What would you have your mother make you? So what would you have your mom make you? Oh,
0: no doubt in my mind it would have been liver and onions. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's It was her liver and onions. Her liver and onions with this rice, the butter rice that would come with it. And um, take the yep. rice. I'm sorry. I said, I'll take the butter rice but yeah. the <laughs> I know it it's funny i I can't it has to be made the right way. and my I've only had like one or two other people where I've gone, and I've gone, yes, this is exactly it. And my mom just it 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 was cut very thin. It was marinated. It was um, then sautéed. I mean, it was marinated in wine and garlic and all of these wonderful things. And then when it was sautéed, it was just kind of lightly sautéed back and forth, not overdone. So then it's it's not rubbery, and and then it's with all the onions in it and the garlic. It's yeah, yeah. it's really good.
1: <laughs> there, is, there is something to be said for so liver or like uh, octopus polvo yeah like those foods that if you don't do
0: them quite right, that's the consistency that can make or break absolutely or like. yeah absolutely because i it's funny my um my husband no one in my family my mom would my mom loved liver and onions and so did my dad and I was the only one from all of the children that would also eat it with them. Mm. and cause everyone else was like oh my god this is so gross I, don't, I can't you know whatever and which I thought okay better more for me that was that was my Mashfika, you know more for yeah, me yeah. <laughs> and uh, so when you know getting married and all of that stuff I, my husband cannot stand it I can never make it in the house because he refuses to even the smell it drives him nuts So he, I have never made it at the home because he just, I can't. So my aunt Lalia makes it. So when she makes it, which is once in a blue moon now, she'll call me and I'll go over there and enjoy it with her. And she does a very good job. And my, in my husband's side of the family, his mom is the only one who will eat it. (laughs) So. I I can't remember where we went. We went out to eat one time and she came, she was with us. And we were at a restaurant in Rhode Island. And all of a sudden she's like, Maria, there's liver and onions. They make liver and onions. It's like (laughs) one of their specialties. And and I'm like, oh my God, Joan. So the two of us, both of us got liver and onions. And everyone else on that table were just all grossed out. I mean, it was like, it, it just... So I, I get it. I get it. Not everybody. It's it's an acquired taste, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, absolutely hands down. And sometimes for my birthday, because for birthdays, my mom would make whatever you would want to have. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I would ask for that. That's what I would ask. <laughs>
1: that is not what I would ask for my mother. <laughs> what would you ask? What would you well, ask? You know, it's funny. So me being third generation, as I and I've mentioned before, is that we had a lot more Portuguese desserts than we did food. So from a food perspective, it would not be a Portuguese dish. It'd probably be my mom's, um, funny enough, cream tuna, which is so simple, but it's really just a great comfort food. But from a Portuguese standpoint, she makes a mean flan. Oh, so, nice! Uh, yeah, and she's she's shown me how to make it a couple times, and I gotta say, I'm just so intimidated with the sugar part. Oh, you know,
0: don't, I, be. don't be! Uh, you know, you, or something. Or I'm gonna give you a heads up on the sugar thing, so you're not intimidated with it. Okay. My aunt showed it to me in making the sugar all in the pan. Okay. Okay. Where is that? How your mom does it too? hmm She puts it in okay. the pan okay. and just starts to melt it. Exactly, yeah. over the stove or over the heat. Great. Right? Yeah. So what I was always intimidated by that because the pan would get so hot. hot I don't right? know if I'm, I'm burning it. I would be I have my hands in like these mitts in it. And it's just, I'm like, it's going all over the place. So when I finally, because I had to make it a few times for my cookbook. And every time it would come down to the caramel. And, and I even went out, because you can buy caramel already made in some of the portuguese stores okay. you can buy a, a package of it and it's already done and i tried that but it's not the same it doesn't taste right. the same you know or, you know it's it's an easy way out but it's not anywhere close to the same and then some people tell you to put a little bit of water in the sugar uh while you're melting it which makes no sense folks yeah. don't do it yeah <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all so then i was talking to some was I, talk- I, I don't know who the heck I was talking to and I said oh I'm working on the flan thing with the sugar but the sugar's is the th- same thing as you hon same thing as you and they went you know how I make it I make it in a pan and just as soon as it's turning the color I want I take it and I pour it quickly into the mold okay and ever since I did that I'm not afraid to do it but before it gets to a liquid or or after? Right as it's turning caramel, right then and there, and it's still hot and you okay. can still move it around, yeah. you take your your pan and okay. you literally just pour it in real quickly before it starts hardening into the mold and you can still move it around in the mold a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had people telling me, oh, you need to grease the mold and then, which makes, again, no sense, because once the caramel goes on there, that's what coats the molds, not right. butter, because the butter right. will melt. But right. there are all these recipes out there that tell you to do all of these things, or people tell you to do all these things, which, you know, you find out on your own that it yeah. makes no sense. Um, <laughs> okay. But that part of doing it in a separate saucepan, like a nonstick saucepan, yeah, yeah, doing it on that. Until I can see where, you know, you've got the sugar there, everything's starting to melt, it -hmm. all starts melting together, and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden the color starts changing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you kind of move it around not that much because you really don't want to move that sugar around that much when it's in the saucepan. Then Mm -hmm. once it it starts getting a nice golden color, I don't like it to get too, too dark because then it tastes burnt. To me, it tastes burnt that way. Yeah. Okay. So just as it's starting to get a nice golden color, to me, that's perfect.
1: Okay, go ahead and pour it. Yeah, yep. I'm going to have to try it because I it is one of my favorite desserts. And I'm not a big, believe it or not, I'm not a big dessert person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do not have a sweet tooth. I have the cheese and bread and and olives tooth right? <laughs>
0: well you know unfortunately i have the olives the cheese the bread the sweets the meats the fish the che- your, it just goes right, on and
1: on <laughs> you have your right tooth is the sweet and your left yes 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 um, yes yeah so but i i do want to make it because she makes it really really great and you know it's funny we keep talking about and i saw your post today on facebook where you said you know here's the my uh the cove recipe yes, and yes. and just so you know everybody Different recipes call for different ingredients. Doesn't make it good or bad. Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: I had to put a different... disclaimer on it. Yeah. Had... It's funny how when you put sometimes certain kinds of things that are very um, close to people's hearts that you need to put yeah. pretty much a disclaimer because there are some people who say it cannot be that kind of soup unless it's this way only. And it, right. you, you can't say that. Well, We're especially... not –
1: yeah, especially if it was their mother's recipe, right? Like You Correct. can't tell them that their mother's recipe is wrong. but Correct. So like like my mom's flan is very light and really creamy, and, and I grew up with it, so I, I love it like that. And then I've had other versions where it's much more dense, and gosh, you, you really cut it. Like if you cut it, there's no danger of it kind of falling apart or anything because it is yeah. that thick. You yeah. You know what I mean? And that's good too, but, you know,
0: it kind of depends when,
1: uh... you – your preference and what you grew up with
0: right right the i have in my uh, in my cookbook it's funny that you're saying that but in the cookbook that i have i have my cousin uh Lauriana's, i'm sorry elena's recipe uh Lauriana is her mom of the it's called velvet pudding pudding de velours and it it's not a dense flan or or pudding see that's the other thing I would ask for the flan recipe, and they would say, we're not Spanish, Maria. The Portuguese oh, call it. That's right. We I've call never it, heard that. I've that's never. right. Flan is Spanish. Pudding. Yeah, guess, yeah. Pudding is Portuguese. <laughs> so she, they would always like, and I'm like, okay, I, I did that a little bit too much. So it's pudding. And uh, so pudding. have well, heard it called pudding flan. Yes, that's what it is. Pudding okay. flan. Oh, oh well, I should say pudding to um what does he call it they They do call it, but it's pudding, everything is pudding, and mm. the one with the caramel it's pudding to caramel that's so funny it's caramel pudding, and I also put a k a flan because everybody else will call it flan, <laughs> but right. you know it's really pudding to caramel. Right. And um my that one that was my aunt's recipe, my aunt Lalia, that's like really a little bit more denser okay. than the one that I have where my cousin Elena gave me and it's uh pudding de velour, uh veldoul, which is velvet pudding. And mm. that one is very light, like when you break it it breaks apart kind of thing. It's very light, very 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 really light. Okay. But yeah, it's there's different consistencies, there's different um Yeah, it's all based on what you like, like you said.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the other thing that I, um, speaking about mothers, do you have a, um, do you have a, I guess, a story about your mom or like that your mom told you about when she was growing up that sticks with you?
0: A story about my mom. Um, You know, my mom was a seamstress she loved sewing and it was something where she could, I don't know, it's, it's funny. She could make anything. Mm -hmm. She really could. Um, she was very talented with her hands. So there goes the, the knitting, the crocheting, the sewing, and she made she could make anything up to men's suits and wedding gowns to, huh. you know, a, a little cute little dress for my dolls. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, you know, she was also a little hoarder when it came to fabric because there was always <laughs> fabric. We always had so much fabric in the basement. There was one room where it had so much fabric, so many buttons, bags of zippers and, and all these things. And uh, but she would. I don't know she always she always made stuff she was always making stuff she was she was she was always making stuff but I know where my mom was a good cook my grandmother was not so my grandmother was a great baker um and it was vice versa
1: yeah you just assume that all Portuguese women especially older women from that generation
0: were excellent cooks nope and (laughs) then come to find out you know after when i was you know redoing all the recipes and stuff you know i found out that my mom when she married my dad was not a very good cook but became and and, and she became one because my dad's mom my grandmother on my dad's side was the one who taught her how to do certain dishes oh wow so yeah but the funny thing is is what she, my mom now now we're letting it all out She never told that story to us. So in in growing up, we always thought that she was a born cook. Because. You all fooled. (laughs) She had us all fooled. And And the pressure you must have felt. Oh, God, my mother's a good cook. I have to be a good cook. (laughs) Exactly. Or that you couldn't live up to that because she was a born cook. So how could I even come close? She just knew what to do but baking bread was not her thing that was something that was like baking the actual baking was more uh with the exception of uh sweet bread but actual like you know yeast bread if you're talking about oh punk or pond or you know all of that stuff my grandmother did a better job at that than my mom and uh yeah and But, I mean, stories she would say is she would talk about my grandmother not being a good cook. So it would be the type of thing where my mom was always the best cook for her family. (laughs) And now I know why. It's because someone else in another family taught her. (laughs) That's funny. But she... um yeah, there was no, she would always, the big thing for her is she could do anything. She could, she was a wonderful seamstress. And that was, again, more so than, you know, my grandmother, she would make all my grandmother's stuff. She Mm -hmm. would make all our stuff growing up. I mean, again, we're talking about in the 60s and 70s, you know, everyone was not going out to the store and getting a new outfit all the time. It was your mom, for the most part, Uh, if she was a seamstress or she could sew and follow a pattern, you would be having homemade clothes. And so, yeah, I mean, that was, that was a big pride for my mom. And she always wanted us to be able to sew also, but it was one thing of wanting us to sew or wanting us to know how to sew, but the actual patience of showing us how to do it. Yeah. That she lacked. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> but she had it for her grandchildren which is weird because for her daughters it would be no you don't know what you're doing let me take this let me show you how to do it you know that's da, da, da,
1: because by the time the grandchildren came around she had, she was older she yeah. was you know the pressures of being the yeah, wife I think you're right. off yeah i
0: think you're right
1: yeah. and um uh, so yeah that's so that's why the discipline for grandchildren
0: goes out the window too it does go out the window because yes. my mom with her grandchildren as well as my dad with his grandchildren there was no they could do no, no wrong yeah you're like where where was the mother i grew up with exactly where's the tough person where do they Good go idea. but no. yeah yeah I, I i yeah that's i that's i really there really is anything more than that than trying to have this this thing of being the best at at all this and wanting her children to also be the same way you know what
1: I mean yeah no of course
0: of course so my mom used to make
1: uh, a lot of uh, her own clothes and and our clothes when we were younger as well and then you know by the time we got to be pre-teens and teens it it, it was already past. I mean Esprit was coming out and Forenza and all these you know trendy labels and we you know you know that's what you Started wanting that stuff instead, right? <laughs> but, but she you know for being a second generation born Portuguese American, she still, uh, I think maintained a lot of the kind of old school ways of doing things. And mm-hmm. uh, so one of the stories I remember the most that she told me was so the when my great-grandparents immigrated, they started a ranch up in Newcastle here in California and uh, they had cows, but they, it was also a fruit ranch. And so my mom spent all, a lot of her summers up there help it, you know, working on the ranch. And part of her job was to pack fruit. And that meant standing next to the conveyor belt. And, uh, you know, as the fruit came, came through, she would take the ones that were good and put them in the crate. Well, she said that by the end of the summer, one hip would be flat because that was the hip that she leaned up against the conveyor belt all day Oh, geez. and then the other hip was still around and it's just a, you know it's one of those funny stories that sticks out in my mind because the, the ranch actually holds a really special place in, in my heart and a, a lot of my memories as well as for many of my um, cousins and family members but um, I always remember her she talks about the ranch all the time and how you know they did they grew their almost everything that they ate right they they really and didn't have to sometimes. buy much from the store, right? So they had a big garden. If they needed a head of lettuce, they went to the garden. If they needed vegetables, they went to the garden. If they needed chicken, they went to the chicken coop. And they, you know, so I know that you're, you're a big gardener as well. And I think you got that from your dad, not your mom. Yep. But, um, right. Right. but I do remember my mom talking a lot about um, the garden. And, and, and I think she learned a lot from her grandmother as well, because her mother, my grandmother, was working a lot like working, Mm. working in the factories and, you know, trying to make a living and stuff like that. So I think my mother ended up learning a lot of those, uh, ways of doing things. And a story that my mom has told a hundred times is how my great grandmother could take one can of tuna and make a meal for 20 people, you know? So, (laughs) um, so yeah, so I do, I do remember the, the stories about, you know, the whole see
0: and farm to table before it was farm to table (laughs) before it was farm to table well it's funny because the thing is is you in california stayed more in the country than we did coming here and i'm you know it was my parent it was i came over i came over when i was six so coming here to massachusetts where we are um you know we settled in the city of new bedford well city of new bedford There are no farms. (laughs) You know, it's a fishing, it's a fishing community. So we had a lot of fish markets, which right now there are not as many as they used to be. But where we lived, um, we lived in the south end of New Bedford, which, again, was a whole enclave of all the Portuguese people. when. There were so many, there were so many of us from the different islands as well as from the continent, because especially if your family was into fishing, but Mm -hmm. there was also, you know, like you said before, there were factories. So where, you know, my mom, when she got here, which all her life, she was a seamstress at home and would do, you know, she was a housewife, but she would also, um, you know, do alterations in her home or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, make dresses for people or whatever. Uh, Now she had to go work in in a factory. And so it was a different life for her coming here. And even my dad, you know, there we had our plantation. We had, you know, he, it was ours and we had workers that worked for us. And, you know, we came here because not of them, but because of us, you know, they didn't want their children to be raised in a dictatorship. They didn't want us to, you know, they wanted more. And you would hear all these stories. You know what? And I do have a story because my mom and my dad and my grandmother, especially, I I, I mean, I, I love them all, but my grandmother would, she always loved telling stories as well as my grandfather. But sometimes her stories, I couldn't repeat them because she loved, um, off-color stuff, you know, so it would be something with a little spicy words in here and there. And awesome. and yeah, God bless her. And she lived till 96. And I swear it's because she was a little Spitfire. And um she was a tough woman. And she said, you know, when we were there in the islands and people would, you know, immigrate over and people there would go visit family and come back and they would say, oh my God, you know America, you know, so rich, it's such a rich country. It's such a rich country. You know, even the plates they use, they throw away. So my grandmother said, I'll never forget that. You know, the thing of telling us, you know, there was so rich here. And we're, we're there going, oh my God, imagine what a country that is where yeah. you eat on plates and then you throw them away. How could you do that? Like, like, oh my God, I can't wait to go there. This is <laughs> like, you know, she goes, "They didn't tell you the plates were made out of paper paper right <laughs> you know, and it was like, "Oh my God, you're you know that's yeah. perspective the perspective of of it all yeah. that you know, in coming here, I think it's we were always hard workers, I think, and again, anyone that makes their way here, whether it's the United States or whether they immigrate to Canada or whether they immigrate to anywhere outside of Portugal." you're just looking to do better. You're just looking for better for your family. You're, you know, this, you want more. It's, you know, you want more, you know, they could have been fine being there, but they wanted more and they didn't just want more for themselves. They especially wanted more for their children. Right. So I, I always remind my girls that, you know, your grandparents did not come here for you not to succeed yeah it is don't, pressure it
1: is absolute pressure bit, and but you know what? It's, it's almost uh it's not you know that you have to be the ceo of a company but don't waste your your life don't waste your time here on this earth you know correct yeah. correct
0: yeah
1: agreed yep yep, yep. yeah so but, so maria tell me about your garden i know you oh got oh my uh, god
0: yeah, I mean we were having this conversation uh, a while ago, we were talking about gardening and Angela was saying that her mom gardens and I was saying, "Oh my god, my mom did not garden. She liked what was in the garden, and but she did not garden. It was all my dad who would garden." So and where funny. my mom was in the kitchen and wouldn't allow me in there, my dad let me be with him and be his partner uh whenever he was gardening. So That's I so- all the things I know about gardening I learned from my dad yeah so even
1: like when to plant certain vegetables and so did you have like vegetables and fruits and things like that because Mm -hmm. so my husband is is the gardener in our household so I will totally give him props and kudos and credit for that you should see our cool plants they're huge but I have I don't know. Even growing up, I never had a desire to like go out and dig in the dirt to plant something. I would oh, dig in the dirt to play. Yeah, you know, make oh, a
0: mud pie, But to plant something that just wasn't yeah, it's it's funny. I, I love it. I love getting my hands and my <laughs> underneath my nails dirty. I, I have no problem with that at all. And what's funny is, yeah, my dad we lived in a three family home and those apartments in the city did not have very big yards and we had like a two car garage. So that took up Mm -hmm. part of our property. So it was a small, like, you know, postal stamp kind of Mm -hmm. uh, backyard Mm -hmm. that we would have. Um, of course we had our grape arbor. We had blackberries and blackberries are just, um, amazing. The ones that he had didn't have thorns and, um, Mm -hmm and they're just these nice big huge ones that are so sweet and I actually have in my house now I have the um with dividing and like the little you know uh shoot or offspring from what he had I have now in my garden so I have the same plant per se for the black uh raspberries and then he would have watercress he would have Uh, turnip greens he would have of course all kinds of herbs so it would be the mint it would be the parsley then he would have um collard greens and then sometimes a lot for that little area i swear to god i have when you think about what he planted in there it was like once one was gone, the other one was coming out. It was like he had it timed perfectly. And, um, and then my mom, of course, loved flowers. So the front part of the house, he would try to put some flowers to make her happy. You you know? And so of course it was hydrangeas. Uh, And of course my house, of course, uh, now is I have hydrangeas everywhere. And from, two plants of buying I have divided it and I think I've got over oh my god I want to say 12 plants now of hydrangeas and they just came from two I never I've never bought any more hydrangeas it's it's so easy to divide and separate and plant it really is this if you buy one you can it takes patience in years but it's it can be done so he um he just I don't know and I, I was always with him I was his helper So I, I would be there while he made, you know, the indentations to put in the seeds and I would put the seeds in for him. And then I would water and I, it would go in weed. We'd all, both of us would weed because, you know, weeds are bad. You can't have those weeds around it. And so it was just all of these things that even now to this day, those were just wonderful times. Those were wonderful times in that. And he would talk and I would tell him everything, whether it was school uh-huh. or, you know, all of these. It was just our time and it was always so- our time. So for gardening. And the thing is, is I have three daughters now who want nothing to do with gardening. <laughs> oh, my God. They, of course. They, they want nothing to do with it. Yeah. They want nothing to do with it. And, don't um don't feel bad. So- I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, I don't know if it's a modern woman or city woman thing. Or I, I don't know. I love to eat what comes out of the garden. But, yeah. You know. And I,
0: you know, I just, I don't, I don't know. Every year I have to plant tomatoes. Oh, that's the other thing. They'd always be tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, And I still, to this day, I plant my lettuce. I plant my herbs, which is, um, I do the mint, which the mint grows. It's like a weed. Um, yeah. But I have two kinds of mints. I have the spearmint and i have a chocolate mint uh, which is a different kind of mint that one's really yummy and then i have um my parsley and then i do basil which that's not portuguese but i do like cooking with basil because i do cook besides portuguese i do like italian cooking and um let me see what else do i do oh, my, i do my uh tomatoes oh and every once in a while i'll do uh some beans like the string beans or whatever, and cucumbers and what. But a few years ago, I have I we live nearer the woods, so every depends on if what year it is and if they're hungry or they're not hungry. They'll come into my yard, and even if I put a fence around it, they they still get to it. So yeah, yeah, it is what it is. It is. Yeah, um, and rosemary also grows like a weed,
1: if I remember correctly. We, we did put some in our herb box or gardening box that, that my husband built and it just took over.
0: Now, does your daughter go into the garden and follow your husband around? She loves to be outside. So, yeah. So
1: since he's the only one that goes out in the backyard and does anything, um, she, <laughs> she definitely <laughs> likes to go out and be with him. And, you know, she might help him a little bit and then she'll go play on her play structure. She's only two and a half, but, but yeah, know, yeah. she likes, she likes to go out there and she's at the age where she likes to help in general. So whether she's outside helping daddy or inside helping mommy cook or whatever she it's I want to help you. I help you, you know? So oh
0: basically. yeah. Yeah. Those, those moments are important. Uh, you know, fun. I would love, I would love
1: for her to, to learn how to garden and know how to do it. You know, it's kind of like sewing that you were talking about with your mom. Yep. You know, my mom taught me how to sew so that I would know how to, so a hole in a sock or mend a hem or, you know, something yeah. like that. And, and again, never had the desire really to try and make a dress or anything like that. Right. Right. But it's just, it's funny how when you have kids, things change a little bit. So my daughter wanted to be a princess ballerina for Halloween this year. And I just didn't want to buy something <laughs> off the rack that every other kid was going to have, you know what I mean? And yeah. I wanted to make it really special because she's, uh really really special for us and i i sewed the whole thing like my i showed my husband was like oh my god you can't ever say that you don't know how to sew anything ever again because i mean i sewed all the layers of tulle around i made i um made a little like puff border around the waist and i mean i had to say i impressed myself and even my mom was like <laughs> wow so, but you so know, it's funny. in you, it's in it you. It is, then. but, and it's funny. I just, I remember the things that she taught me. Like I remember, okay, here's how you, you know, do a tie a knot or do this or, you know, um, it was all stuff that I just happened to like reach back into my mind with when I was eight and she showed me how to, you know, stitch a hole and, Isn't that and, something? There, it was, and there it was, yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I do want her to know how to do stuff, whether or not she ends up loving it. I think it's important to know how to do stuff.
0: Right. The thing with sewing is I can sew in a straight line. (laughs) Uh, Which is actually pretty hard. Which is pretty hard because I actually have made quilts uh using um they call it quilt in a day because I always wanted to make a quilt Uh, but they have a thing called quilt in a day and folks it's not quilt in a day it's a quilt in three days and because you buy the fabric you cut out you you pick the template that you want so you got to wash the fabric iron the fabric cut the fabric and then you assemble the squares together and then the last day you come in with um, everything put together and like a whole group of women tie it on with the batting. So everyone, it, the, the quilt gets finished on the third day, but it's with the help of many people. And I've done that a couple of times and all it is is straight lines. So mm. I, I can do that. I can make pillows. Once again, that's four straight lines. So I can, or three lines and then uh, stitching on one. I, I can mend. Um, I can put buttons on, (laughs) I can fix the hem, Yeah, yeah. uh, you know, so it's like basic, very basic stuff, but I've never taken the time to actually say, okay, I want to learn how to do this. And I think if I did that, I think I would learn. I I think I would get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the question is, would you love it? Uh, I don't. Nah. Ugh. I'd rather paint. I, I love painting. Yeah. And yeah. that was something that I've always loved to doodle um uh, growing up. And I've always doodled. I think yeah. in school, in college, I have people are talking and I'm doodling. And that's just what I always did. And I would always draw and doodle and draw and doodle. And then, you know, my I have an uncle of mine who just recently passed away, but he was a self-taught um, painter he was a self-taught art- artist and he just painted the most beautiful things and I decided I wanted to paint so I went out and I got canvases and I thought okay I'm going to start doing it and then I went to a painting class and I sketched um and I to re- really relax this painting for me um yeah, yeah, that's cool I um
1: haven't done ceramics in a really long time but that was really the only art form that I ever enjoyed I did it in high school isn't that something so maybe when I retire and and yeah, have it, you know, it, my my little bungalow somewhere
0: yes I'll have well, your pottery you're wheel creating, <laughs> yes you'll have your pottery wheel and I'll I'll be there with the easel painting my paintings there you we know go. There and we go. I, I think it's because again that's something where you know my um it's it's in it's in my family too so i think there's there's a lot of creativity that we all have that somehow we say we don't have time for or i'd like to do that but i don't know when or you know when i get older or when i have time or when i'm this or when i'm and the key thing is is you can't do that you've got to um you've got to do that now when when you do have that chance Uh, and make that chance and you make that time because, um, it's so important. And again, I, I don't know when I paint, I still, I still think of my uncle and I still think of family and I still, because that's something again, that's very creative and, um, yeah.
1: If I wait too long, my hands may not function well enough to do
0: pottery. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think whether it was cooking or gardening or you know these are all things that we're talking about that people you know besides work go oh I wish I had time for more cooking or oh I wish I had more time for more gardening or you know because yeah. for some people that's what relaxes them and you know we're talking about you know Mother's Day and um just the springtime coming and all that's that comes with spring and that's all you know a new, everything is new again in spring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like new beginnings again. Yeah. And maybe we'll, we'll put it out there for people that it's never too late to start something new. Yeah. You know, and if it's something that your mom did and she's still with you right now, oh my God, like Angela said, you make sure you tell her you love her and all these wonderful, you know, just, and if there is something you wanted to learn to do, do it. Just yeah. do it. I'm gonna go make flan tonight, Maria. That's it. <laughs> you can do it. You can I do can it, do honey. It. You can do it. Do and it. then we all want to know after how, how it, it turned, turned out. out. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I'll post a picture this is, on Facebook. Yeah, I was gonna say oh. this isn't pictures on here. This is a podcast, but we can figure it out. Maybe we'll put it on our website. Yeah. The picture maybe. of how it looks like. um Sounds good. But no, I, I, you know, again, I'm a mom you're a mom and i think i mean what do you like to do for mother's day for yourself
1: well my daughter's birthday is may 10th Mm -hmm. so right around it's always going to fall actually this past year it fell on mother's day yeah (laughs) so for me um oh gosh having her is um celebration enough
0: Yeah. See, it wasn't me that fell apart crying. It was also you. So there, (laughs) but it's true. It's so true. It's so true. It's so true. It's, it's absolutely, you're absolutely right. And that's, and that's a mother saying that that is a true mother saying that because again, just like they say, oh, you know, any man could be a, a, a father or, a dad or whatever, but only you know, so many can be a real good, you know. The same right, thing. Right, right. Plenty of there's plenty of moms that are out there that, unfortunately, they're not. They weren't dealt or weren't shown exactly how to be a nurturing mom, right. and that comes from you know many years of of whatever it may be. But now that you are a mom, you know and you or how you wanted to be treated like your mom. It it's it it's now when you are a mom, it's all on you on yeah. on what's important and and how you know how how much love you have for your children, how they really truly are a gift. They really are. And how amazing because there's so many people that want to have you know want to have children and, and can't and to be able to have a child is is a truly a gift it's it, truly it really a is, gift yeah. and and we can't take it for granted it's it's really it's beyond special it's beyond special
1: yeah no no absolutely um as i think uh, i think i've told you in the past that we struggled a lot with infertility so yeah uh, for those of you listening that you know maybe going through struggles or have had struggles or you know know that you're not alone i, I yeah absolutely know how you feel and um Yeah. Yeah. So she's, she's our miracle. And so, yeah, if we're not celebrating her birthday, you know, I like to keep it simple. And I, I actually don't mind cooking because maybe it's the old school part of me that when I make a big meal and I've got a table full of people and everyone is saying how good it is. And it's just like a happy feast. Absolutely, I, it's like, I get such a great sense of satisfaction out of that. That, yeah, I, and I enjoy serving people and having people in our home, and 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 we love entertaining in general. So yeah, I so yeah, we usually keep it simple and just either have, uh, well, when we flip flop. So my parents live two hours away, and my in laws live close by. So one year we're with them, the next year we're with my parents. And vice nice. So we might go out to dinner, but yeah, usually we just keep it simple and stay home and barbecue and. You know, if the weather's great, we can go swimming and
0: run through mm. sports, whatever. but yeah, I think the simple the simpler the better. I agree. For me, it's um especially you know now we have we have Bob my husband Bob's mom is um, is still with us, so we'll go see her. Like either the day before or the day uh, – it depends. It will be like the day – most likely the day before we take her out or, or we end up doing some um, some other stuff. But when actual – when it comes to Mother's Day – up until when my girls got old enough that they understood what Mother's Day was about, it was a type of thing of, okay, we're making breakfast for mom. So (laughs) they would make breakfast for me. And then it was really my husband making breakfast for me. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's, you know they're off in college now you know and they're all away they're not you know close to home it's not like they're they're now with us like for now for mother's day I you know it'll be my husband and I Mm -hmm. um and I'll get the calls you know the calls saying happy mother's day yeah but um and it'll be just my husband and I and it it's a type of thing where it it, it's just you know how do you you know, besides celebrating it with my mother-in-law, that's, Mm -hmm. that's it. You know, that's it. It becomes smaller and smaller. But like you said before, I don't think there needs to be one day to celebrate mom or a special day to celebrate mom in the same way that I feel about Valentine's day. Yeah. You know, I can't, you know, people like, Oh, I Valentine's. I'm like every day should be a day that you tell the people that you love, you love them. Exactly. You know, I, so for Mother's Day, yeah, it's a day, but the next time we get together, you know, then we'll celebrate it, you know, mm-hmm. or we'll, we'll do something special for with all of each other. But, yeah. you know, it's um, – I'm very blessed to have, like I said before, grandmothers and my mom and amazing women that mothered me and, um, yeah, very blessed. Yeah, I would say you
1: know for so for those listeners who have maybe teenage daughters who are because your your girls are past the teenage phase, right? They're yes,
0: they're up in college. Now. Yes, yeah, yeah. they're young adults. Yes, and um,
1: you know girls can be dramatic and difficult, and you know so I I remember those days, and and I will say so my mom and I've always had a good a good relationship, but it really it really got very strong. I would say after I graduated from college. Yes, because uh, I because I so I went away to school, much like your girls are away at school. Yeah, and yep. I think once you go away and you um, you miss them and you realize everything they did for you and um yep. all that kind of stuff, it's a it's kind of like that old saying, right? You don't know what you have until it's gone, or Absolutely. you don't miss it till it's gone, and Absolutely. so it's very much the same thing with yep. parents, I think. And so um, I know we're we're coming up on the hour pretty soon. We and, are, hun, and we I are, would just say. I would just say happy Mother's Day to all the yeah. mothers. Happy Mother's oh. Day, Maria, and to all happy the mother's others. Happy Mother's
0: Day to you too, honey. Thank and, you. And to all of you, all the listeners out there. And for those that have furry animals, you know, yes. I'm also yes. going to say happy furry mom day. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> because let me tell you, I have plenty of friends who are married in we're never able to have children, but their um their fur babies yes their fur babies are their babies and uh and they make wonderful moms and so all for those all wonderful moms out there. happy Mother's Day. We appreciate all that you do, even though sometimes we might you might not Forget hear it, yeah. it. yes <laughs> yeah. so thank you everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank have you. a wonderful one, and until next time. Yep. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at table.com
1: You can also reach us at feedback at com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até, Até a próxima! próxima.